You guys ready to have church today? I said, are you ready to have church today? Well, I got to tell you that I've been kind of moving between two messages and the Lord really just confirmed this message to my heart. When I came here on Friday night, and man, I'm telling you what, Friday night we had a prayer breakthrough in this place. Come on, somebody. And I want to tell you, I want to encourage you to come out on this Friday night. Come and pray with us during the day, but come Friday night expecting God to do something great. You know, we're not the only ones that are going through the 21-day fast, but my buddies in Belrose and uh, all over the place are going doing this together. So God is up to something incredible. And we've been hearing some incredible testimonies and stories of what God has done. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. And Luke is writing, and he's talking about his journey with Paul the Apostle and Silas. And he says, once... When we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus, I command you to come out of her. And at that very moment, the spirit left her. Now I can preach a sermon just on this one verse. Because this girl is really speaking the truth. Paul is telling people about how they can come to know Christ as their savior. But she had the wrong spirit. And as a result of that, Paul sees, he discerns and casts the spirit out of this young lady. Now, notice what happens after he does that. You know, Paul, he's on a mission. He's on a mission to proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's not going to allow any ungodly distraction. Notice what happens. When her owners realize that their hope of making money was gone, they seize Paul and Silas and drag them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet to the stocks. About midnight. Everybody say midnight. Everybody say it again. Midnight. Turn to your neighbor and say midnight. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. What were they doing? Where were they? They were in jail. They were in prison. They were in a dark, dingy prison. In the middle of the night, they began to pray. They began to praise God. And they began to sing hymns. They began to sing to the Lord. And the other prisoners were listening to them. They caught their attention. Suddenly, there was a, such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And at once, the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Wow! <laughs> what a story of the power of God. 
And for the past several weeks, we've been talking about experiencing a breakthrough in our life. That's all I get. For the 21 days, this is what I hear. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. That people in the church are going to experience incredible breakthroughs in their life. I believe that you're going to experience a breakthrough of prayer, a breakthrough of fasting, a breakthrough of loving God more than you've ever loved God before. And today I'm praying that you will experience a praise breakthrough in your life. We've been talking about praying through to breakthrough. We've been talking about fasting for breakthrough. Today, I want to talk about praising for breakthrough. Learning the art of praising the Lord no matter what's going on in your life. See, Paul and Silas, they're thrown into prison for preaching the gospel and for living a godly life. That's it. That's the reason why they were thrown in prison. Because they were loving God. Now, I can't promise you this morning that if you love God and if you give your life to Jesus, that all your problems are going to go away. In fact, I can guarantee you, if you love God with all of your heart, you may have even more problems in your life. I can't guarantee you that you will never face a struggle or a battle in your life when you give your heart to Jesus. But the truth is, even though you and I are living in the promised land of being born again, we will face the obstacles of the flesh in our life, the obstacle of the enemy in our life, and we'll even face the obstacle of strongholds in our life. What's a stronghold? A stronghold is a lie from the pit of hell. A stronghold is an argument. It is something, it's a thought that turns into a way of thinking, that turns into a way of living. And it always reaps the same consequences. A thought that turns into a way of believing. And Paul the Apostle said that, that we don't wage war like the rest of the world, but the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. And he says, and we cast down every argument that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. So a stronghold is actually an argument against the knowledge of God. God says that he loves you with an everlasting love. The, de the devil says that unless you do this, unless you do that, God will not love you. The devil tells you that you're no good. God says you're the apple of his eye. That you're fearfully and wonderfully made. That God has a plan and a future for your life. That God's going to come again and take you home. And the devil says no. God doesn't have a plan and a future for your life. And so there are lies. And those lies usually happen when we're little kids. Somebody tells us something. You're no good. You're stupid. You're never going to amount to anything. You know, you are a mistake. And those, those thoughts become a way of believing. And those way, that way of believing becomes a stronghold in your life. And then there's the enemy himself. Paul the Apostle says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and wickedness in this world and in the world that is spiritual. He says, therefore, put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the schemes of the enemy. So we're going to face our strongholds. We're going to face addictions in our life. We're going to face those things that try to bind us and keep us so that we won't praise the Lord, so that we won't live for God the way God wants us to live. We're also going to face the flesh in our life. You know, the flesh. You know what the flesh is? It's this. And here's what I'm learning. I'm learning that the flesh is more powerful than the devil. Because greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. 
That the enemy has been disarmed. That's why he needs to have schemes. Why? Because his power has been disarmed in your life. But let me tell you something. You still have the power of your own free will. And you could say yes to God. You could say no to God. You could say yes to fasting. You could say no to fasting. You could say yes to prayer. You could say no to prayer. You could say yes to sharing your faith. You could say no to sharing your faith. You could say yes, I'm going to obey God. I'm going to listen to God. And the fruit of obeying God is that you're going to have a blessed life. Or you can give in to the flesh. And all oh, the flesh likes to be pampered. Did you ever notice that? The flesh likes to be in control. That's why fasting is so awesome. That's why these 21 days have been so powerful. Because we're learning how to say no to King's stomach. We're learning how to say no to the flesh. No, you're not in control. My spirit is in control. But we're going to face some enemies in our life. And the truth is that as we learn how to praise the Lord. As we learn how to put on our praise. As we learn to give God the praise, no matter what we're going through in our life, God will give us the victory. See, the truth is that God told Joshua that he was going to go into the promised land and he was going to possess all of the land. But he told Joshua that he was going to leave some enemies in the land so that Joshua would learn how to do war. He would learn how to trust God in the midst of the battle. He would learn how to pray and trust that God was going before him. He would learn how to believe God's word. And so the Bible says that, that he told Joshua, Joshua, get ready. You're going to go into the promised land. And when you get into the promised land, you're going to face Jericho. And so Joshua chapter 6. Turn with me to Joshua chapter 6. Joshua 6 verse 1 verse 2 says, Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered. See, I have given. He said the, the, the deliverance is already there. The victory is already there. Let me tell you something, friends. You ought to live in that understanding that God has already given you the victory. You know, this morning as I was praying, and it was totally confirmed to me in prayer, and as I began to read the word, I read in, in 1 John, it says, and, and Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. That's why he came. His very purpose on, on coming to this earth was to destroy the works of the devil. Now that word destroy is luo in the Greek. And what does that mean? It means that Jesus came to untie to set free the captive. He said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me, what? To set the captive free. And so, that word destroy in the Greek is this literal understanding that Jesus has come to untie the binds, the, 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 the shackles upon you and set you free. To, to release you so that you can live the life that God created you to live. He said, I have a plan and a future for your life. But some of us were so bound up. Some of us are bound with fear. We don't go forward. We don't trust God. Some of us are bound with unforgiveness and bitterness in our life. Some of us are addicted. We're addicted to drugs and alcohol, whatever it is. And it's keeping us from really serving the Lord. And we're not free to really praise the Lord. We're not free to obey God and do what God wants us to do in our life. But notice what God says to Joshua. He said, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its kings and the fighting men. He said, I want you to march around the city seven times. He said, I want you to do that actually not seven times. He said, I want you to do it one time every day. I want you to march around 
the walls of Jericho. On the seventh day, I want you to march around seven times. Now that word or that number seven is the number of perfection, completeness. He said, so I want you to completely march around the city. He said, and then on the seventh day, while they're looking down and they're wondering, what are these people doing every day? They're singing as they're marching. They're praising me as they're marching. On the seventh day, I want you to do that seven times. And on the seventh time, I want you to shout as loud as you can. I mean, I want you to cheer for me. I want you to praise me with all that you have. And when you praise me with all you have, the walls of Jericho are going to come tumbling down. Now notice something. God said, before you ever take a bow and an arrow, before you take your sword out of its sheath, I want you to praise me. Friend, I want you to know that praise always goes before anything else in your life. And when the praise goes up, the power comes down. I said, when the praise goes up, the power comes down. When the praise goes up, the blessing comes down. When the praise goes up, deliverance comes down. When the praise comes, goes up, God stands off his throne. And the Bible says, God in Habits, the praises of his people, God comes down and visits us. Hallelujah, glory to God. Come on, somebody, help me out today. You see, God said, if you praise me before you do anything else, if you have a life of praise, he said, I'll go before you and I'll do the work that you can't do. I'll go before you and I'll deal with your enemies before you even get to your enemies. Come on, somebody. He said, if you praise me, the battle becomes mine and I'll take care of business. Come on, somebody. You praise me and I'll take care of business. Lord of God. He said, yes, you have weapons in your hands, but when you praise me, I'll do the work. And one of the greatest weapons we have in our arsenal of spiritual weapons, as Paul said, that we war, not as the world wars, but we war in the spirit, is praise. You see, we have the weapon of prayer. We have the weapon of fasting, the armor of God. We have the blood that reaches as high as it needs to reach and as low as it needs to go. But I want you to know one of the most powerful things we have in our lives is praise. See, praise is so powerful because praise goes before us like 10,000 angels of war. Praise shatters the enemy's attempts to destroy our lives. Praise releases the power of God to go before us and to do the work that we cannot do. What is praise though? See, praise is more than just singing. I know we have this idea that we go to church and we sing a couple of fast songs and that's praise. And then we sing a couple of uh, slow songs and intimate songs and that's worship, hallelujah. <laughs> but friends, praise is so much more deeper. Praise is not emotionalism. But praise is so much deeper than the shallow fleshly attempts to make ourselves feel better about our lives. What is praise? Well, I looked it up in the dictionary. And praise is, number one, it is to applaud. It is to applaud God. When we're commanded to praise God, we're commanded to applaud God. Come on, let's applaud God today. When we're called to praise God, we're called to cheer for God. 
that we cheer God on. And not only do we cheer him on, but we cheer just about who he is. You see, praise is declaring who God is. Thanksgiving is thanking God for what he has done. Praise is thanking God for who he is. Let me say that again. Praise is thanking God for who he simply is, that he's a great and awesome God. Thanksgiving is saying, thank you, God, you've given this to me. Praise is saying, thank you, God, this is who you are. And so when we are praising God, we're cheering God. That's what we're doing. Now, I know some of you in this room, you like sports. I like sports, and I am definitely going to be rooting for the Ravens today. I'm sorry, anybody who's a Patriot fan. But the Patriots beat up my Jets all the time, and so I hope to God that somehow. But, but let's, just, let's just pretend. Let's just pretend for a moment that the Jets got in the Super Bowl. That would be a major, incredible miracle. And they were playing against the Patriots, which they couldn't do in the Super Bowl because actually they would have to beat one another before they get to the Super Bowl. But let's just, you know what? It's my church. I can do whatever I want. So, I mean, it's your church too. So we can all do whatever we want. So here's what it is. Jets against the Patriots and they win. Let me tell you something. If you were a Jet fan, you would scream at the top of your lungs. Now, I know in this room here, some of you could care less about sports. So let's just say that I walked over to you right now and I gave you a check for a million dollars. What would you do? Anybody? Anybody? What would you do if you, got, if you just got a million dollars? Let me tell you what you would do. I don't care if you're quiet. I don't care if you're, you know, insecure. I don't care if you're, you know, ingrown or whatever you are. I don't care. You're going to shout at the top of your lungs and say, Thank you, Jesus. Somebody gave me a million dollars. And praise means that we cheer God. That we say, thank you, God, for all that you've done. But Lord, even beyond that, Lord, I praise you just for who you are. So can somebody in this room, can you stand up right now and give a cheer for God? I mean, can you cheer for God? Hallelujah! God, you're so awesome, God. You're awesome, God. Hallelujah! Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We cheer for you, God, because you're great. We cheer for you, God, because you're awesome. We cheer for you, God, because you're the God of glory. Hallelujah! To praise the Lord means that you admire him, that you compliment him, that you congratulate him for being God. Have you ever congratulated God for being God? I mean, God, I would just like to congratulate you right now for being God. Somebody once said, listen to this, this definition. I want you to write this down. When we praise God, write this down somewhere. I mean, this is so important that I want you to take out a piece of paper, take out a pen, a crayon, mascara, whatever you have. When we praise God, we are essentially boasting about him and cheering in reverent adoration of his person and his works.
Let me say that again. I'm going to slow it down for a moment. You ready? When we praise God, we are essentially boasting about Him and cheering in reverent adoration of His person and His works. And unlike adoring someone who is a movie star or a baseball player or whatever it is, we praise God because, listen to me, because God, He has shined His glorious light into our lives, revealing that everything about Him is praiseworthy. Yes. Hallelujah. There it is. That we praise God because He has shown us His glory. He has shined the light of His majesty and His grace and His love and His power and His promises. And therefore, we can say that God is worthy of praise. He's praiseworthy because He came to this world. He died on the cross. He rose on the third day. He's seated at the right hand of the Father in glory. And He's coming again. So therefore, He is praiseworthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say the Lord is praiseworthy. He's praiseworthy because the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, it says by him and through him and for him all things have been created and all things are held together so that he might have the supremacy. He is praiseworthy. He's praiseworthy because I was dead and now I'm found. Hallelujah. I was lost and now I'm fine. I was blind and now I can see. I was shackled. I was burdened with a heavy load and Jesus came and lifted the load. Hallelujah. I was in sin and he forgave me. He washed me of all my sins. Uh, he put a new song in my heart. Uh, he put a new life in my body. Hallelujah. And the word of the Lord says that I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away. All things have become new. He's praiseworthy for the work that he's done in my life. And he says I will finish the work that I have begun in you. So therefore he is coming again. The Bible says he's coming with 10 thousands of his angels and every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he's Lord to the glory of the Father. My friend, Jesus is praise worthy. He's worthy of praise. Praise is cheering for God. Praise is celebrating. It's a celebration of who God is. And what he's done and what he will do in the future. Listen to me. It's easy to praise God when the, when the deliverance has already come. It's easy to praise God when the healing has already come. But friend, when the healings come, that's not praise. That's thanksgiving. When the, the deliverance comes, that's not praise. That's thanksgiving. Praise is when you're on the other side of the river. When you're on this side of the river and you're looking out at that river. You're looking out at that Red Sea and you're saying, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, God. There's water on every side, God. And I don't know how I'm going to get over to the other side. But God, I'm going to raise up the rod of praise and I'm going to be still and see that you're God. And I'm going to praise you, God. And I'm going to bless you, God. And I'm going to thank you before the deliverance happens. Why? Because praise is the ultimate act of faith. It says, God, I know you're going to do it. You've been faithful in the past. You're a great God, and God, you'll do it tomorrow for me. God, I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting till my deliverance comes. I'm not waiting till my healing comes. Today, I choose to praise you. That's faith. And the truth is, it's impossible to please God without faith. And no one can receive anything without faith.
And so that woman who pressed through and got her breakthrough miracle, she pressed through because that was an act of praise on her part. If I can only touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Blind Bartimaeus could see because he cried out to, to the Lord and said, Son of David, have mercy on me. That was his act of faith. You see, he believed that God was able to do the very thing he promised. And friends, when you believe that with all your heart, when you get a revelation of the goodness and the love of God, the mercy of God and the power of God, you don't wait until the deliverance comes. You start praising today, right now. Hallelujah, right now. <laughs> Praise is expressing ourselves to God and to others and expressing the glory of God not only to him but to other people and friends the Bible is filled you know if there's one thing that I found in the scriptures is the command to praise the Lord over and over and over from Genesis all the way to Revelation we find that the Bible is chock full of commands about praising God in fact you know I looked it up and, and we would be here till next year if I gave you every single scripture about praise in the Bible. In fact, the Psalms, everywhere you turn in the Psalms, it talks about praising the Lord. Let me just give you a sampling, just, just a little bit. You know, in the smorgasbord of praise, let me just give you a taste today. <laughs> the Lord is my strength and my song. And he has become my salvation. This is my God. And I will praise him, my Father's God. And I will extol him. Who is like you among the gods, O Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in praise, working wonders? Therefore, I will give thanks to you, O Lord. Among the nations, I will sing praises to your name. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Speak of his wonders. Ascribe to the Lord the glory that is due his name. Bring an offering of praise and come before him. Worship the Lord in holy array. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. Sing praises to the Lord, you his godly ones, and give thanks to him and his holy name. Sing for joy in the Lord. O you righteous ones, praise is becoming to the upright. I love that. Praise is fitting for the upright. Now some of you, you look good. I mean, turn to your neighbor right now and say, you look good. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, when you're going somewhere fancy, you know, when you're going to a wedding, when you're going to a party, you put on your best. And the word of the Lord says, praise. Praise is fitting for the upright. And the righteous, it just looks good on you. You see, you're righteous, you're a child of God. And praise just makes you look so much more glorious. Because it makes him who he is in your life. He said, sing praises to the Lord. Because of your loving kindness and that it is better than life. David said, my lips will praise you. Shout joyfully to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Let me say that again. Make his praise glorious. Spend your entire life 
making God's praise glorious. Spend every breath that you have making God's praise glorious through your life. Shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Break forth and sing for joy and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre and and sing songs in your heart and make a melody. Shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Here he comes. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself, he is God. And it is he that has made you, not ourselves. We are the people or the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his court with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good and his love and kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness passes to one generation. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Let everything that have breath Praise the Lord. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, are you breathing? Then you need to praise the Lord. Make his praise glorious. You see, praise can come in a lot of different ways. You know, David gives us seven different ways in which we can praise the Lord in the Hebrew. And I can't go through those words right now. But David says, I will shabak. Meaning, I will shout unto God with a voice of triumph. David says, I will, I will tada, I will yada. I will bow before God Almighty and recognize that he is the king of the universe. He said, I will raise my hands. He said, I will clap unto the Lord. I will sing with all of my might. He said, I will actually be hilarious before the Lord. I will be so hilarious over the fact that he is so good that it'll put a joy in my heart and it'll cause me to dance. David said, I will sing unto the Lord. I will dance before the Lord. I will shout for God. Hallelujah. I will do all these things as an expression of my love and expression of who God is. But listen to me. They may be outward expressions, but true praise comes from the heart. You can sing and dance all you want, but the truth is true praise comes from a heart that has seen the glory of God. From a heart that knows the greatness of our Savior who's been touched, hallelujah, with the glory of his grace, who's been transformed by the power of his love. And friends, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks glory to God. And I'm telling you today that no matter who you are, if you learn how to praise God in the good times and in the bad times, God will give you great breakthroughs in your life. You see, God is worthy. No matter what happens in our life. See the truth is if God today would turn a deaf ear from you right now. And never answer one more prayer that you utter. He'd still be praiseworthy. If God decided not to give you one more blessing in your life. He would still be worthy of all the glory and the honor. But God is rich in his mercy. God is great in his grace. God has poured out his love upon us by the Holy Spirit. But I believe as we look at praise today, we praise him because of who he is. And we thank him for what he's done in our life. 
But I believe that God has given us praise as one of the greatest weapons in our life to experience breakthroughs in our personal lives. And I want to tell you today, no matter what it may be this morning, as the worship team prepares to come this morning, perhaps maybe it's an addiction in your life. You are addicted to drugs and alcohol. You are addicted to sin in your life, no matter what it is. I'm telling you this morning that even in your addiction today, if you begin to praise the Lord before the deliverance come, it will come speedily in your life. Maybe there's a sickness in your body today. And you feel like you are burdened down by that sickness. I want you to raise your hand and say, God, even before the healing comes, I'm going to praise you. It could be a financial mountain in your life. I believe that if you would raise your hand and say, God, you are my Jehovah Jireh and I praise you, God, because you have always provided for me and you will still provide for me. And I be believe with all my heart that you own everything, God, and my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. So I shoot my hands up and I praise you, God, even when the bills are mounting up, because God, I know that you're good, you're God, and you're faithful. Glory to God. It could be a battle with your flesh. It could be a battle with the devil himself. When you choose, listen to me, look at me. When you choose to praise the Lord, he chooses to act on your behalf. Glory to God. You see, the truth is you have a choice. You have a choice to make today. Will you complain? Will you grumble? Will you be cynical and critical of other people? Or will you praise the Lord? Because God says, when you choose to praise me, I inhabit the praises of my people. I come down and I go before you in battle. Listen to David as he speaks in Psalms 34 about the deliverance that happened in his life. Where did it start? Turn with me to Psalms 34. David says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Come on, somebody. David said, I'm not going to praise the Lord just when, he's, when he comes through and he delivers me. David said, I'm going to praise the Lord every moment of my life. His praise will continually be on my lips. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 that we have been given the ministry of offering to God the sacrifice of praise which is the fruit of our lips. So David said, I will continually praise the Lord no matter how I feel, no matter what I'm going through in my life. Even when the deliverance has not yet come, I will praise the Lord. He said, I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Notice what he says. He said, if you're afflicted, hear the goodness of the Lord in your heart and rejoice. No matter what you're, you're, you're going through today, he said, rejoice in the Lord. He said, and again, I say, rejoice in the Lord, for he is good. He said, glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt the name of the Lord together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. There it is. David said, I choose to praise the Lord. 
I choose to worship God no matter what's going on in my life. I choose to give him the glory that is due his name. And as I do that, I seek the Lord. And look at the deliverance that comes for David. He said, and then he delivered me from all my fears. Listen to me, look at me. It breaks my heart when I think of so many Christians who've been born again by the power of God, who are living in the promised land, and yet they're still in bondage. They've got chains on them. And they don't know how to give God the glory and the praise. They're always grumbling and complaining. But David said, I have chosen to praise the Lord. And he says, when I do that, he says, those who look to him are radiant. And their faces are never covered with shame. He said, this poor man called. And the Lord heard him. And he saved him out of all his troubles. Because when I praise the Lord, God goes before me. He sends his angels to surround me. The angels of the Lord encamp about those who fear him. And he delivers them out of all of their fears. Wow. David says, when I choose to praise the Lord, God sends the deliverance. And so maybe this morning as the worship team is coming at this time. Maybe this morning you need a breakthrough in your life. That's all we've been talking about for the last several weeks. Breakthrough. A breakthrough in my marriage. I need a breakthrough in my finances. I need a breakthrough in my spiritual life. I want to go deeper than I've ever gone before. I feel like I'm lukewarm spiritually. I feel like I'm dry. I feel like I haven't heard from God in a long time. And man, I just want to, I want to break through in my life where God's glory will touch me again. I will be filled with the Holy Spirit and God will do a new work in my life. Maybe you need a breakthrough emotionally in your life. You're bound by fear. You're bound by unbelief. Maybe you need a mental breakthrough in your life. Maybe it's a relational breakthrough you need in your life. Oh, I believe that fasting and prayer and seeking God is the very beginning of your breakthrough in your life. And some of you, man, let me tell you, you've been fasting and praying for the last week. This is the eighth day of our 21-day fast. And you've been praying and you've been focusing on God. Listen to me. Fasting does not get God to love you more than he loves you right now. Prayer doesn't get God to love you more than he loves you right now. You are his beloved son or daughter. And everything that you've ever received from God and everything you'll ever receive from God in your life is in direct proportion to one thing. Are you in Christ Jesus? Because friends, when you're in Christ Jesus, then all the blessings that God wants to bestow upon you are available to you because of his son. You're saved by grace. And God loves you because his son is in your life. And he honors the son. And he loves you just like he loves his son because you're in Christ. But I believe today that if you begin to praise God with all your heart, and you begin to declare the glory of God. You begin to declare the goodness of God. You begin to declare the power of God, the faithfulness of God, the majesty of God. As you begin 
to declare the praises of God, God will rise up from his throne and he'll send the breakthrough in your life. Why is praise so powerful? I'll tell you why. Because praise honors God and God honors those who honor him. Praise undergirds faith and faith brings power and victory in your life. Praise is the voice of faith and without faith it is impossible to please God because those who come to him must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek after him. Praise is the language of heaven. Let me say that again. Folks, praise is the language of heaven. And I know some of you, you just think, Pastor Steve, he's just too way out there. I mean, he's just too emotional. He sings too loud. He preaches too loud. He claps too loud. He's always dancing. But friends, let me tell you something. When you get to heaven, we're going to be praising the Lord. We're going to be praising the Lord with all that we have within us. The Bible says, I saw people from every nation, from every people group, and they were praising the Lord. So friend, if you don't like me praising the Lord, well guess what? I'm going to pray that when you get to heaven, God's going to put your mansion right next to mine so you can watch me praise the Lord throughout all of eternity. Hallelujah! Come on, stand to your feet right now and give the Lord a shout of glory. Say, thank you, Lord Jesus. You are great, God, and greatly to be praised. Come on, say somebody, say, thank you, Jesus. See, three times in the Bible, three times in the Bible, I see God on behalf of his children in direct proportion to their faith when they praise the Lord. He told Joshua, march around the city and on the seventh day just shout. Then he tells Jehoshaphat, I love this story, Jehoshaphat is a man of God. He comes from the tribe of Judah and you know what the word Judah means? It means praise. And Jehoshaphat, he hears that there's a great and mighty army that's coming against him. And Jehoshaphat's a godly man. And he falls to his knees before God. And he says, God, he says, God, there's an army that is coming against me that is so, so mighty and so powerful, God. That there's no way, humanly, there's no way, God, to defeat this army, God. But God, I don't know what to do. But my eye is on you, God. He said, my eye is on you, God. God, I'm looking to you, God. I'm looking past the army. I'm looking past the battle. I'm looking past the problem, God. And my eye is on you, God. And God whispers down to Jehoshaphat. And, and God says to Jehoshaphat, I know your heart. And God says, Jehoshaphat, don't worry. The battle is not yours. The battle belongs to me. He said, but Jehoshaphat, when you go out into the battle, I want you to make sure that you put the praises out front. He said, you know what? When you go to battle, I want you to make sure that Pastor Josh is in front.
He said, I want you to get the singers. I want you to get the singers. And I want you to make sure the praisers are out front. And I want you to make sure that when you praise me with all your heart, come on, get out front right here. Come on, get out there, Matthew, right here. He said, I want you to make sure that you put the praises in front of you. And they, they raise their hands and worship to me. He said, don't, don't take a bow and don't take an arrow and don't take your swords out of the sheath. He said, raise your hands and see the deliverance of your God. Hallelujah. He said, and when you praise me with all of your heart, he said, when the praise goes up, the glory comes down. When the praise goes up, the power comes down. When the praise goes up, the victory becomes yours because the battle does not belong to you. It belongs to the Lord. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a shout of glory. Sing it together. Stay right there. Stay right there. So I want you to sing this with me right now. Come on. Raise your hands with me right now. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever.
be honest with you today. I'm really tempted. I'm, I'm really tempted today to whip you up. I mean, I, I'm tempted to fire you up and get you really, really emotional today. I'm really tempted to just say, you know what? If we just keep on shouting and praising the Lord, maybe some of them will get it. Maybe some of them will just rejoice before the Lord. But let me tell you, listen to me, listen, listen to me. But I'm not going to do that. Mm -mm. Because I, I want your praise to go far beyond emotionalism today. See, I, I'm not impressed what you do on Sunday morning. I'm impressed what you do on Monday morning. Amen. I, I'm not impressed on how loud you could sing in the church. I'm impressed on how loud your, your life song will sing out in the world. That you'll give God the praise wherever you go. You know what I'm impressed with is when you go through a fiery trial. You see, I, I want your praise to go so deep. I don't want it to stop here this morning. Look at me, listen to me. I don't want it to stop here this morning. Where it's just a, an attempt to make yourself feel better about God. I want your faith and your praise to go so deep that, that even when you're sitting next to somebody who's dying, you could say, but God is good. That his mercy endures forever. And you could pray for healing and see that person healed. Or maybe sometimes not see that person healed and still praise the Lord. That I, I want your faith and your praise to go so deep that when you get up in the morning, no matter how you feel, doesn't matter how you're thinking, the first thing that comes out of your mouth is, God is good. And I praise you, Lord. You see, I've been this week just, just really just simmering and just thinking about praising God and how God commands me to praise Him and how I need to put praise on every moment of my life. And I've been just, I've been just saying, God, I praise you, Lord God. Lord, I thank you, Lord God. I mean, you know, going through this fast, you know, sometimes I sit at the table and <laughs> the beverage of the day all day long is water. And I got to tell you, I hate water. I hate water. And that's why God is doing this for me. <laughs> I'm starting to love water. And every time I get my glass of water and my little meal, my Danny meal, you know, the Danny meal, the Danny fast meal, where I can't have my pizza. It's teaching me how to say, thank you, Jesus. I praise you, God, for everything that you do in my life. Hallelujah. You're good. You're good, Lord. You're good, Lord. Thank you for this glass of water, God. Thank you for this little meal, God. Whatever it is, God, thank you, Jesus. You're still good, God. And when you get those headaches, you can still say, but God is good. Hallelujah. And man, I tell you what, I, I keep on getting stronger through this fast. First through three days, man, I, I, want my, I want my Starbucks decaffeinated latte. You know what I'm talking about. But now I want God more than I want the food. I want God more than I want the drink. I want God because I, I know that I'm on the verge of a breakthrough in my life. And God says you got to fast for breakthrough, you got to pray for breakthrough, and you got to praise until the breakthrough comes. You got to praise until the breakthrough comes. And so Paul and Silas, they're in prison. Who wants to be in prison? If you raise your hand, I'm going to get a counselor to talk to you right now. They're in a dark, 
old prison. They don't know if they're going to be put to death. They don't know if they'll ever see daylight. And at midnight, everybody say midnight. Midnight. The darkest time of the night. The most painful time of the night. That's what the believers of old learned how to do. They were going through depression, they'd still sing. They were going through difficult times, they'd still worship the Lord. No matter what my mom taught me. Oh, my mom taught me. My mom had so much pain in her life. But my mom taught me to give thanks to the Lord in all situations. And even when I don't know why something's going wrong in my life, what's happening in my life, my mom said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean on your own, but acknowledge Him. Acknowledge that He is praiseworthy. Acknowledge that He deserves all the glory. Acknowledge that He is God. Acknowledge and He will make your path straight. He will open up roadblocks. He will see that you are delivered from the things in your life. And He will give you a breakthrough. So Paul says to Silas, Silas, you know what we have to do now. We have to sing. Silas, I know it's dark. And I know our future is uncertain. But you know what we have to do today, Silas. You know what we have to do right now. I know it's cold. And I know you're afraid. And I know you feel so bound up. But Silas, Silas, it's time to praise. It's time to worship God. It's time to sing. And even though their hands were bound, and maybe today you're in this room, and you're stricken with depression, you're, you're stricken with anxiety, and you feel, you feel like you can't raise your hands, I want you today to begin to just raise your hands. Just raise them up. And Paul begins to sing. And he begins to praise the Lord God, you could. You're so awesome. God, you're so filled with majesty and holiness. God, you're so good. And before he knew it, the chains broke off his hands. The shackles broke off his feet. And the Bible says the prison doors were open. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you today, if you learn the art of praising the Lord before the answer comes, He'll break the chains and He'll open the prison doors in your life. With every head bowed and every eye closed in this place today, you say to me, Pastor Steve, I'm not living for God. I'm not certain that if I died today, I'd go to heaven. And I need Jesus to forgive me of my sins. I'm not sure. That if I went to heaven right now and stood before God, that, that he'd let me in because I'm just not sure. And I want to get right with God today. I want to give my life to Jesus. And I want to ask him to write my name in heaven. I want you to raise your hand right now in this place. Quickly, quickly. Say, yes, I see that hand. Yes, 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 yes. So many of you today. Now, friends... If you came up here at one time and gave your life to Jesus, you need never to be uncertain of your eternal destiny. I looked out at the crowd and at least I saw one person that you should already know because you've already given your life to Jesus. You don't have to do it over and over again. You do it one time. He comes into your life. 
He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. That doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. So I'll ask it this way then. Are you struggling with security in your life? Are you insecure about your relationship with God? Then you need to come up here and let us pray for you. I want you to turn to your neighbor right now. And I want you to ask your neighbor, are you positive today that if you died today you'd go to heaven? And if they say no, in a moment, I want you, in a moment, I want you to say to that person, come on, we'll go together. But listen, listen to me. Jesus said this. He said, if you acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge you before my Father. You see, praise is an outward expression of an inner understanding of who God is in your life. So in a moment, I'm going to ask you to get out of your seat and come right here. And I want to pray for you. I personally want to pray for you. Because you see, praise is an act of faith. It's a choice on your part to say, I will declare Jesus Christ is Lord over my life. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that the Lord Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with the mouth that we confess, it's with the heart that we believe. And so I'm going to ask you right now, if your life is going to be a life of praise, then if you raised your hand today, this morning, and said, Pastor, I'm not certain, and I want Jesus to forgive me of my sins, I want you to get out of your seat right now and meet me right here. Right here, as an act of faith. You raised your hand. Come on out right now. Come on. So many of you raised your hands. Come on. Come on. You see, what do you care about what other people think about you? What do you care? If God put it on your heart and he touched you today, and you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, I want you to get out of your seat right now and meet me right here at this altar. Come on. Come on, anybody else? So many hands were raised. You come out of your seat right now. Say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm going to take a step of faith. That's what praise is. Praise is taking a step of faith, saying, I acknowledge God in my life. And you see, and if you can't take a step of faith in here, then how in the world are you going to praise God out there? How in the world are you going to say, he's my savior, he's great, he's awesome. So I'm going to give you one other opportunity right now. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, do you need me to go with you? Are you sure? And if that person says, I need to go, I want to go, I want you to come out of your seat and meet me right here quickly, quickly. Anybody else, quickly. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Praise God. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. What do we care about what other people think? The only one who matters is God himself. Come on, come on, come on over here. Come on over here, sir. Hallelujah. Anybody else? You see, the reason why I make people do this every week, because I want to make, make sure you're strong enough to stand in front of man out there. And this is your family right here. We're with you. We're for you. We're for you. We're for you. But see, God calls for a public, a public confession. That's what faith is. And that's what praise is. Praise is a public confession that you know that God, that Jesus Christ is Lord. He said, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Lord to the glory of the Father. Anybody else, you need to come right now and give your life to Jesus. I'll wait one more moment. You need to make an outward confession of your faith to Christ today. Anybody else, quickly. All right, let's pray right now. Come on, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want you to raise your hands in this place, all over this place today. And all the workers, I want you to come right now. And I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. Dear Jesus, 
Come on, let me hear you say, Dear Jesus, I acknowledge publicly that you are the mighty God. I acknowledge publicly that you came from heaven and died on the cross and shed your blood for me so that I might have peace with God and receive eternal life. I ask you to forgive me. Wash me clean. Be the Lord of my life. And from this day forward, I will trust you completely for my eternal destiny. I'm not saved by works. I'm not saved because I'm perfect. I will struggle with sin. And one day at a time, I will ask for your forgiveness. I am saved. And I'm going to heaven because of the finished work of the cross. As a free gift, I receive eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord! Now, listen to me. No moving around. Now, in a moment, Pastor Henry is going to come. I love Pastor Henry. And I love his sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. And so, I'm going to ask you today. You're in this room. You see... Praise is a sacrifice. The Bible says we offer the sacrifice of praise. You know what that means? It means when we don't want to praise Him, we still praise Him. It means when we don't feel like it. It means when we're in pain, when we're suffering, we still praise Him. We make it a lifestyle of praising the Lord. And so I'm going to ask you today to do something. Everybody in this room today who desires to go deeper and experience a breakthrough in their life. And you're willing to praise the Lord. You're willing to say, God, no matter what happens in my life, I'm going to have a life filled with praise, Lord God. I'm going to, instead of complaining and criticizing and condemning, I'm going to produce life with my words. The Bible says there's power in the tongue to bring life or death. And I'm going to praise you with everything that I have within you. God, I'm going to praise you, Lord, and my life is going to be a life song of praise. I want you to step out of your seat right now and come right here at this altar. Because we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to praise God. Come on. Come on, everybody. Just come and bring your praise to God today. Say, God, I'm coming, Lord, and I'm going to bring my praise to you, God. And I'm going to live a life of praise, God. Lord, I want to go deeper in this area of praise. I want to break through and praise God. That no matter what's going on in my life, God, I'm going to still shout, God. No matter what's going on in my life, God, I'm going to still raise my hands. I'm going to applaud you, God. I'm going to cheer for you. God, I'm going to be your greatest cheerleader, God. My life, Lord God, my whole life is going to be about cheering for you, God. Sharing my faith with others, Lord. And I'm going to have a life song of praise and a life song of cheering for you. Come on, I want you to come out of your seat right here. And come right up to the altar right here. And I want you to raise your hand to the Lord right now. And I want you to sing it softly to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. 